Welcome to the Cornerstone Christian Center Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Jim Tarr. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit cccbasalt.com. Good. Well, let's just turn in our Bibles. Let's do that this morning and turn in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 2, verse 21. In Luke, chapter 2, verse 21, as we're reading together, this wonderful passage of the dedication of Jesus. Here's what it says. And when eight days were completed so that it was time for his circumcision, he was also named Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. And when the days for their purification according to the law of Moses were completed, they brought him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord as it is written in the law of the Lord. Every firstborn male that opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord. And to offer a sacrifice according to what has been stated in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves and two young doves. And there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and this man was righteous and devout, looking forward to the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came by the Spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child, Jesus, to carry out for him the custom of the law, then he took him in his arms and blessed God and said, Now, Lord, you are letting your bondservant depart in peace. According to your word, for my eyes have seen your salvation which you have prepared in the presence of all the peoples, a light for revelation for the Gentile and the glory of your people Israel. And his father and his mother were amazed at the things which were being said about him. And Simeon blessed them and said to his mother Mary, Behold, this child is appointed for the fall and rise of many in Israel and as a sign to be opposed. And a sword will pierce your own soul to the end that thoughts from many hearts may be revealed. And there was a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel, of the tribe of Asher. She was advanced in years and had lived with her husband for seven years after her marriage, and then as a widow to the age of 84. She did not leave the temple grounds, serving night and day with fasts and prayers, And at that very moment, she came up and began giving thanks to God and continued to speak about him to all those who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. I pray, Lord God, that you would honor your word today and release your Holy Spirit into our hearts today. In Jesus' name, amen. What was the words that were spoken over Jesus? Well, look at that one line there. He says, Simeon, my eyes have seen your salvation. This is just a reminder, once again, of why Jesus came. He came to be a savior, to save the world of their sins. But he also says there that he will create a global movement. Can you imagine that? Not just among the Jewish people, but all the nations of the earth. Even the Gentiles is prophesied. We'll focus on this. Jesus, can you imagine being a carpenter and young with a wife that you're engaged to She receives the message, and he does as well, that they're going to birth the Messiah. And here you are, just a young couple from a very small town, 
and you're going to the temple and there's words released over your child. This child's gonna be the savior of the world. This child is gonna create a global movement where all of the nations are gonna be impacted by him. It says even concerning Mary and Joseph that after these words were spoken, they were just marveling. Can you imagine walking out of the temple and you're just a, a young couple and you're, Joseph is saying to Mary, could you believe what just happened? And Mary's saying, did you hear what was said? Because you think about this story and what's going on. Yes, the angels had come to visit Mary, right? The angel Gabriel came to her. There was an angelic visitation to Joseph that he received in a dream. But other than that, where's, where's the ongoing confirmation and affirmation that this is really a God moment in our lives. Because you can even have an angelic vision or you can have a word from the Lord, but when you hit the realities of life, you can begin to question a very real spiritual experience that you had. And God comes to them now with another affirmation after the baby is born. I mean, Joseph could have said, it was a dream. It was only a dream. I had a dream about an angel who came and said to me that this child should be named Jesus. Who knows when we have a dream? He could have said, was that the falafel I ate last night, right? On the, before I went to bed. And so even for us today, like we live in a very real world, don't we? And we have very real children and very real families and very real friends when they have all the same flaws, we share them all together, but in a world that lives sometimes in the contradiction of God, we still have the word of the Lord and we have affirmations and, that, and reminders that come from God that even as a reminder for all of us here this morning that some of the words that we have received for our household, for our lives are still very real in the heart of God, but in the meantime, we live very real lives. And every day we take care of things that demand our attention. But I want to affirm to you today that the work that God has done in your life and the things that he has spoken to you and the dreams that he has given to you, that he has not abandoned you in the mundanity of life, but he is actually still holding on to those words that he has given to you and he's going to be faithful to those words to you. I want to invite you to come back to the moments that you have had with the Lord and just remember them today. When we read the stories of the patriarchs and men and women of God, we get this vision of them as though every day some kind of visitation or word was coming into their lives, but it's just not true. Sometimes, like Abraham, it was years between visitations. And yet in the process of living out what God has put inside of our hearts, he doesn't just come up and just pick us up and carry us through and then drop us into destiny. But he actually requires us to work it out, to join together with him in a promise that he has given to us. And the Lord would just remind all of us today, do not think just because you had a word from the Lord that came to your heart that we can 
we can just sit back and hope that it happens and that at the end of the day, maybe God still remembers that precious moment to us, but God actually will give us a word and then he'll say to us, I didn't create you to be a child, to be carried around for the rest of your life, but I gave you a word so that you would pray it out, so that you would walk it out, so that you would even experience the rejections of other people who don't understand the word of God that's inside your heart, but it's passionate inside of you. And through all of that process, God works out something in our heart, and we become not just uh, slaves of the Lord, hoping that he's gonna force a destiny upon us, but he works with us. And by that process, we become men and women who hold on to the word of God. We learn how to pray. We learn how to trust and how to believe. And we certainly find that Mary and Joseph needed a fresh word from God. So as we think about how God had come to Mary and we read that story last night, we think about how the angel came to Joseph and said, you're going to name him Jesus. Didn't make any sense. There wasn't like a Jesus family line, but that word actually means Jehovah saves. And we find out that they had received an angelic vision on their own, but then God gave an angelic vision to someone else and they were shepherds abiding in a field. And at the moment when they could have doubted the word of God, could God actually be in my womb knowing that I have to birth this child in a stable? Are you kidding me? At a moment when they could have doubted the word of the Lord, when they needed it most, when it felt as though the word was not working out, God gave a confirmation to some very simple people, shepherds in a field, the same kind of angelic visitation that Mary had and Joseph had in a dream. And they came and they, they told them of all the wonders of what the angels had told them. And it says in that word that they were glorifying God How much must it meant to Mary and Joseph having just birthed a child in a manger to have absolute strangers show up when you needed it most and to just say to them, you are not gonna believe what just happened to us in a field. What happened to you has happened to us. And the glory of the Lord was still in the shepherd's hearts And by coming together with like-minded people who share faith together, like you and I are doing today in a crazy world and manger births, right? Where things are not working out. And yet you have all chosen to come here today and to unite the faith of the shepherds with the faith of Mary and Joseph and say, look around this room. Look at all of us. We all carry a story. A story of God's goodness just reminds us that God loved this young couple. And I want to assure you today that God loves you. To the mom that feels as though she's alone today, I want you to know, remember the God who showed up to a young woman named Mary. 
God stands with mothers. To the father who feels as though he's not qualified to be able to raise a son, according to that son's destiny, I want to remind you today that God showed up to let that young man know that even though he's raising the son of God, that the Lord is gonna be with him. God's not just using you today, God loves you. God loves you, God loves your home, God loves your children. God loves everything about your life. There's no detail or any circumstance that you're going through that he's not faithful to you and he will be with you. The truth of the matter is, is that when you don't necessarily see the Lord in your circumstance, the Lord is saying, I am with you to carry you through and in this one, you're going to trust me. But it ever gets to the point where a temptation becomes so great and the struggles become so difficult that you don't know where to turn. I promise you, the Lord has said to you, there is no test that is gonna be more than you can handle, but that the Lord will also show up for you whenever you need him. God is watching over your life. They received encouragement from the Lord. It brought them back to the angelic promise, this young couple. And what did they decide that they were gonna do? They took him to the temple in order to be circumcised. And also they took him to the temple for Mary's purification after the birth of a child. They brought with them two, two little doves, right? Because they were poor and they couldn't afford any other sacrifice. And today you came together and you share with Pam and I your communion. And that's like you bringing the, the reality of the sacrifice of what Jesus has done for you today. See, you today reaffirm the promises of God over your life by receiving the communion. Mary and Joseph had to remember, yes, we're sinners, but we're bringing two doves that are a representative that their own son would shed his blood for their forgiveness as well. And they decided that they were gonna raise this child with the understanding that God has said, for the sins of all humanity, the blood has got to be shed. And then they also understood that we're going to, we're gonna circumcise this young boy and we're going to dedicate the mother to the Lord, and what was that about? They're saying, we're gonna raise this child in the fear of the Lord. And as I was thinking about that this week, I thought about when Jesus was 12 year old, 12 years old, did you ever have a 12 year old in your house, right? What is that like? I'll tell you what it's like. It's like taking that kid to the temple, and when you leave, he decides he's gonna do something completely different and he lets you know, Dad, I'm starting to separate from you. I'm becoming a man. And I am about my father's business, I'm about my destiny. I'm not saying Jesus at 12 years old was rebellious, but I'm telling you, he was being a typical 12-year-old. I'm joining into a new family now. And so as we raise our children, we feel that separation that can happen eventually. But you know what? We honor that because we're raising these children to come into what God has for them.
So I just want to just wrap this up with just two thoughts, though. How important was it for the role of Mary and Joseph in the life of their child for his development? Absolutely, God knew who he was giving his son to. But I want us to think today about a church. Because when they went to the temple, there was a man and there was a woman that were there. And I want us to understand as a community how important you are to me and I am to you and we are to each other and that the children of this house, they're all part of us. Because when they got to the temple, this man named Simeon, it says this about him, he was a man full of the Holy Spirit. He was a spirit-filled man. I believe that in this day, we need more spirit-filled men who are living for the Lord with all their heart. I want to encourage every man today that's sitting here in this room to understand that we are the ones who, like Simeon, this man in the temple, are waiting for the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. And it says concerning him, listen to this, the spirit of the Lord was upon him. <clears throat> it had been revealed to him by the, the spirit of God that he would not see death before he saw the Messiah. It says that on the day that he came, to dedicate that he ended up prophesying over Jesus. He came being led by the Spirit into the, into the temple. As I think about this man named Simeon, when he went to the temple, he came with a word from God, filled with the Spirit, and led by the Lord. That's not just the role of a pastor. It's not the role of the priest during the time of Jesus. It's the role of every man in this church that we would come with the fullness of the Holy Spirit and filled with the word of God. If ever there was a day where we need spirit-filled men, it's in this day. And I'm hoping that Simeon will challenge our hearts today to say, God, I don't want to be a natural man. I want to be a spiritual man. I want to live for you because I'm telling you, spirit-filled men change the destiny of every child that's in the place. Every child. You might say, I don't have my own child. Yes, you do. If you're a man of God, you have children all around you, and they're watching all of our lives. I would encourage us all today to be filled with the Spirit but then let's remember that there was another person on this important day, and her name was Anna. And how does the word of God describe her? It says she was a woman of fasting and prayer. She sought God. And it also gives us a little glimpse of her life. It was tragic. The Holy Spirit wanted us to know in this story, it says she was married to a man, and she was married for seven years, and at that point, she became a widow, and now she's in her 80s, but she had given herself to the house of the Lord, and by her example, by her being a woman of prayer, she was part of the birthing process of the Messiah coming into the world. The man Simeon was filled with the promise of God it was all about the Messiah. And this woman, Anna, by her fasting and prayer and by her not giving up when life had thrown her a curve, she didn't enter into the bitterness of God towards God because she had lost her husband. What did she choose to do? I will enter into prayer 
and I will enter into fasting, and I will seek the Lord. And because she did, she was able to see Jesus on that day like only one other person was able to. So on this Christmas day, when we're all gathered together and have a beautiful example of dedicating a child to the Lord, I want to remind every man in this room how important you are to be filled with the Holy Spirit because you will change the world that goes on beyond you. And to every woman that's in this place, we know that life can be very hard, very hard for women. You face particular troubles and brokenheartedness that no one else faces. But I want to ask you today, are you reflecting trouble or are you pressing into the Lord? Because by your pressing into the Lord, you can help shape the life of a child who might not even have been old enough to know that you were praying for them. So these old people that came into the temple that day, these elderly people that came into the temple that day, they understood you don't have to be great in the eyes of this world to be able to cause something to happen or to be significant in God's world. But all you need to be able to do, love the Lord your God with all your heart. Ask him constantly for the Holy Spirit to fill you and be people of prayer and of fasting and seeking the glory of the Lord. Here's the thing. If Jesus need, needed men and women in the process of his development, how much more does every child in this world need you and me to be men and women of God? Can you say amen? amen. Let's all stand up this morning. Father, I thank you for Jesus. I thank you. I thank you for the men and women, his mother, his father, for Anna and Simeon that were all part of the shaping of his destiny. In this moment, Lord God, we pray for our children, for the children of this church, for our families that you have given to us, oh God, and the people that you have called us to love. I pray, Lord God, that by our example, their lives would be shaped. Pray for every son of the people of this room. I pray for every daughter, every grandson, every gra uh, granddaughter. There are great-grandsons and great-granddaughters represented by the people in this room. And Lord Jesus, we are not in a place where we are no longer relevant to them. Each and every one of us can still, Lord, model a life lived well. So we commit ourselves to you today, God, and dedicate ourselves that we would be the men and women that Jesus died for. Thank you, Lord. With every head bowed and every eye closed, I just want to ask today, I never close a service without giving an opportunity for people to meet Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. It doesn't happen by just walking into a church building. You don't become a Christian that way. You don't become a Christian just by having getting baptized or, um, you know, you might have gone through catechism. That doesn't make you a Christian. What makes you a Christian today is to personally come to Jesus Christ and receive him as your Lord and as your Savior. I'm telling you, you can receive the joy of the Lord and the peace of God today. There might be someone here today that I can't imagine how wonderful it would be to be able to say on Christmas Day in 2022, I receive Jesus Christ as my personal Lord and Savior. 
I gave my heart to him. I laid down my sin, my shame, my regrets. I laid down a defiled conscience and I received forgiveness today. If you're here and you've never met Jesus, I wanna give you an opportunity to give your heart to him. I'm not gonna give you a formula, but I just wanna be able to lead you to him. You might say, I don't know how to meet Jesus. I'm gonna ask you to do two things if today you wanna know the Lord. First off, I want you to raise your hand and just say, I'm raising my hand before the Lord. I wanna be included in a closing prayer, giving my heart to Jesus. And what will happen then is we'll all repeat a prayer together and you'll just join with us. And then if you pray that prayer, you personally, to give your life to Christ, I'm gonna invite you on this morning just to step out of your seat and meet me here in the front. You won't have to say anything or do anything. But the Lord said, if you confess me before men, I'll confess you before the Father. So if you're here today, don't let this moment pass you by. I remember it when it happened to me. There's a pull on your heart. And God is saying to you, this is what you need. This is what you've been looking for. So in this quiet moment, I'll just take a moment. If you're just saying, Pastor Jim, I want to give my heart to the Lord today, would you raise up your hand before I dismiss everyone? Just saying today, let today be my day of salvation. Anyone here today? Isn't God good? Isn't God good? Father, I pray your blessing would rest on each individual that's here today. I pray, Father, let them be a bright light in a dark world. I pray, Heavenly Father, that they would experience your joy, your peace, your provision, your plan. Let every person step into what you have ordained for them this day. Bless each home that's represented here today. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 God bless you all. Thank you so much for coming. If you need prayer for anything today, Pam and I are available to you. There's some other folks in the room. Just find them. Everyone in this room can pray for each other. So let's just do that. Thank you so much, and God bless you. Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. This weekly podcast can be heard on our cccbasalt.com website or your favorite podcast platform. Just look for Sermon of the Week, Cornerstone Christian Center. If you would like to support our efforts financially, you have the opportunity to give at cccbasalt.com forward slash give.